All right. So in light of this day that we're celebrating, Women's Day and Women's Month, uh, we have a remarkable woman joining us now. Dombizodwa Miriam Mahlangu is her name. She's a former domestic worker. Now she's an author. Mahlangu used to work as a domestic worker while studying with the University of South Africa, UNISA. Mahlangu's story has been trending on social media for a while and has inspired many South Africans who've seen it, as you can imagine, to never give up. So she joins us on the line now to share her story. Ndomzodwa, good morning. Good morning, Asanda and Tirelisnas. How are you doing today, this morning? I am good, and how are you? I'm good, thanks. Would you normally be up at half past five in the morning? Are you doing this for us? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm doing this for you. (laughs) Okay, well, we really appreciate your time and and you waking up for us. Uh, You you can go back to sleep uh, after this because it's a public holiday. Or what's your plans for the day? Um, I don't really have much for the day. I'll be spending this time with my family, but Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. Okay, so you were studying at UNISA. So which came first? You were a domestic worker and then you started studying or you were studying and then you did the domestic work as a a part-time work? No, I was a domestic worker first. So I started working as a domestic worker after facing many challenges and also making mistakes. So I fell pregnant when I was young. I was, I mean, I was 19 when I um, had my daughter, and due to that, I missed opportunities to study further. And then I had to start working as a domestic worker in order to generate income for myself. So I was first a domestic worker before studying. What was it like at that time? Because I mean, you had a baby, you had a child, but you had to now take care of other people's children. It was so challenging because I couldn't stay with my child. So I had to stay with my boss's child. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't easy at all, but I had to uh, persevere and understand that for me to be out of that situation, I just had to work hard. So, yeah, it wasn't easy at all. I saw my daughter only um, once or twice a month. And she was still young at the time as well. She wanted my attention, but I couldn't give her all my time. I couldn't give her that time because I had to work hard for her. Yeah, it was quite challenging, but interesting at the same time. As a domestic former domestic worker yourself, do you think it, it helps, you know, for one to have an end goal when doing this type of work? And, and are women empowered to have an end goal, to even think that they could progress to other parts of work and, and, and uh, you know, do better for their lives? It is, it is very important, um, Asanda, you know, when there are a lot of people, I always tell people that there are a lot of domestic workers who are doing domestic work not because they want uh, to be domestic workers. They are doing this uh, job because they had challenges or maybe they had a poor, uh, I mean, poor um, background. So they are doing this just to um, get some money. So it's important not to give up in the process. So if you are a domestic worker or if you are doing any other odd job, do not give up in the process. Just keep on trying other things and see how far you can go. And of course, as the employers of domestic workers, especially female employers of domestic workers, we also should share some of the responsibility of giving them that know-how and support in terms of what they can do further with whether it's their career or a business they want to start, right? Yes, yes, it's very important as well. But the other thing is, what's important the most is for us domestic workers to show the, uh, I mean, our employers 
what is it that we like? Because employers won't know. If you just work and you don't ask the right questions, you don't ask them, how can I um, study further or what is it that I can do? They won't know that you are actually interested or you are passionate about education or other things. They just think that, ah, you like to work as a domestic worker. But once you show them that you have interest on other things, you may be, you may find a support. Like in my case, I was actually privileged enough that my employer, when they saw that I'm actually interested in education, they supported me. And when I asked them questions, they would always give me right answers. And that helped a lot. So then you start studying. Uh, Tell us about that transition, uh, getting into UNISA. Um, Studying, actually, I didn't start at UNISA. I started uh, studying short courses that could take me out of domestic work. Um, When I started working as a domestic worker, I only had my metric and a driver's license. So uh, whenever I would read articles, and I had language barrier as well. So whenever I would read um, articles, and they would say they want someone with a uh, computer course just to start working as a receptionist or, or admin. And that actually made me to have, um, I mean, to to, um, realize that there is a way out of domestic work. Then I registered a short course. Uh, It was a Microsoft uh, Office course, and that's the course that assisted me. Then later on, I received employment at the physiotherapist, and then that's where I started studying further and studied and started believing in myself. So my first course was um, a Microsoft Office course, mm-hmm. and that's a course that helped me to be out of domestic work. And when I started getting opportunities and also realizing that I can actually do more, that's when I started studying further, getting opportunities, and then I carried on until I landed at UNISA to acquire my degree. And the degree is in? The degree is Human and Social Studies, um, Public Admin and Communication Facilitation. Okay, so what inspired you to get into that field then? Uh, what inspired me is I, I had language barrier and also I had a poor background. So there are a lot of things, there were a lot of answers that I needed from where I grew up on a farm because we had challenges, we never had electricity and so forth. So studying public administration, I wanted to know how actually um, our government works or our state works and all that. And also communication, I mean, as I'm saying that I had language barrier. So I wanted to get everything right when communicating with people. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of things that I couldn't do or couldn't say then or I was scared. I I struggled with um, self-doubt. So that helped me a lot. I mean, the qualification, studying that, it helped me a lot. And what do you have to say to that, our struggles with self-doubt as women? How how do you, I mean, you put in coping mechanisms step in step and you had an end goal also, something to, to achieve. Uh, so that consumed your time and your thought process. But what should the thought processes be in terms of how we, we deal with that issue? And it's one that comes and goes, right, with women. You may think that today you, you feel great and powerful, uh, but then yeah. next week you feel otherwise. That's self-doubt. How do we deal with it uh to deal with that is just to believe in ourselves you know um self-doubt can really make you not to believe in yourself and can also make you struggle i mean it's easy to give up when you have self-doubt and you know uh, you, you you become not confident at all on doing anything you think that what if it doesn't work what if it fails so all i would say is we shouldn't entertain the what if. We should just believe in ourselves and go out there 
and worry less of whether people are laughing at us or not. Because once we worry that, what if I do it and people are laughing at us? And then we won't be able to be out of that uh, corner. But once we just go out there, be ourselves and do whatever that we can and learn as well in the process from our mistakes. Because once you do something, you may not get it right, you may get it right, but you learn as well and you don't give up, you keep on uh, going on. And then you will be able to be out of self-doubt. Because when you struggle, when you are struggling, I mean, with the self-doubt at that moment, but you go out there and do it, you're going to be confident when you do that thing and you realize that it's actually um, not the way I thought it would be. Maybe mm. you're struggling self-doubt that I won't get it right. And then the next thing you're getting it right, you're going to be confident and you'll be in to do more your journey then in being an author talk to us about that <laughs> it, it, it was a very interesting journey because I um, I was sharing my story and I loved sharing it I mean from um, growing up on a farm and moving to a place that's a bit developed and moving to the suburb working as a domestic worker. Mm. So I enjoyed sharing my stories and hoping that someone will learn and be inspired uh, from them. But it was quite an, an, an interesting journey. I didn't face any challenges in that. It's just that I received other opportunities that delayed the process of publishing the book. But yeah, it was an interesting journey, Asana. Okay, so how long did it take then to get the the book finally published? It took me about um, plus minus two years because I started writing uh, in 2018 after sharing my story. And then people started inspiring me and saying to me, please, we want to know more of your story. And um, when they said that, and I got inspired that, okay, let me share the story, because they felt that they want to know more, not just the picture that I showed them before. They wanted to know how did I manage to do it. Mm. So I started then to um, write my story. And luckily, with the help of my editor and my sister, Lali Fanzairam, you know, it was easy. I would write and send it to her so that she could edit. But then after finding other opportunities, employment opportunities, that's when I had a delay a bit and and I couldn't write but then um, I I carried on later on so it took about two years Okay so that's quite some time but it's not so bad (laughs) I think there's people that have taken (laughs) five years even longer uh, but I mean, it is sort of looking at your life. I mean, you are, you know, giving an account of your life in that uh, book, uh, Brightness of Diamonds Through Soil, for our listeners who might be wondering uh, what it is and they w- might want a-, a copy. So when you were writing then, I mean, you have to obviously touch in, in parts of your, your story that might not always be nice and, and not so rosy because no one's got a rosy life. So at the time that you're writing and then reflecting on those moments, did you find that you were reliving them or it was sort of a a form of therapy rather? It wasn't so harsh on your heart. It was somewhat really harsh. Um, In the book, I mean, I shared uh, losing my parents and I shared losing a very um, important lady uh, who played a big role in my life and who sold me a first car. I mean, an old um, white uh, lady, Oma Francis, that I assisted on on, um, Saturdays. And, you know, when sharing those stories, uh, I mean, I would even cry. So as much as Mm. it, it, it was therapeutic, but... Uh, there were harsh moments as well when as I was writing and you know there are a lot of stories that I'm sharing in the in the book so yeah it was nice interesting I would laugh I would cry and yeah I can imagine what are you most proud of so far in your journey I am 
proud that I never gave up Mm. and I am proud that I'm an example in my family. I mean, in my family, we are not a family of graduates from my maternal and paternal grandmother. I'm the first graduate, uh, I mean, with a degree, uh, I'm a first degree holder. So I am proud that my cousins look at me and say to me, cousin, thank you so much that you actually showed us that it is doable. We shouldn't allow our background to define our future. Absolutely. So I am, and I thank God that he actually made me an example to my family, not just to other people out there, but to my family as well. And now my cousins are saying to me, we just want to study as well because education is very important. So I thank God for giving me an opportunity to be an example to my family and other people out there. Your Women's Day message, what is it? What would you want to say in wrapping up? I feel like you are an entire Women's Day message, but in case you want to add uh, from what we've taken from this chat. You know, what I would like to say is, um, you know, the title of my book is Brightness of Diamonds Through Soil. And what I would like to say to women is, in us there are diamonds, but those diamonds, no one would see them if we don't dig deeper ourselves. So we need to dig deeper. We have talent. God gave us different gifts. So for people to know what is it that we are carrying, it's for us to dig deeper. No one would know how brighter the diamonds are if it weren't for the miners who mine every day to show us the diamonds. So let's dig deeper. Let's not give up. Let's not sit at that corner and, you know, complain all the time. Let's just dig deeper. Let's fight we will find our diamonds and we will be happy and we will inspire others out there because we get inspired. I also still get inspired by other women. So whatever opportunity that we get, let's take that opportunity and use it to our advantage. But let's not give up. Let's not allow any circumstances to define our future. Let's be hopeful and know that God is there and God has a plan with our lives. A message for you says, uh, the lady you are interviewing is great. Love her motivation. This is uh, from Anonymous. There you go. And uh, we've got a voice note for you as well before we let you go. Let's just listen. Thank you, Asanda, for bringing such an inspirational lady. Uh, These people at once who must be called heroes, people who go down and fetch for something for themselves instead of blaming the government. Look, this is clear that anyone in the country can be something if they work hard. So this is a really hero. Look, there are people who came to the country from outside who made it through small jobs. So this lady is an inspiration. Asand, thank you. Tulani Egrulin. Thank you, Tulani. I mean, Tulani is saying exactly what it is. You are an inspiration. And where can people get a, a copy of your book, Brightness of Diamonds Through Soil? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Asand, and thank you uh, for the messages. My book is available in bookstores at Bargain Books and uh, exclusive uh, books. So you, get a, you, you can get a copy there for 200 rand. Okay. Are you open to sharing your social media handles? Yes. Yes, I'm open. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Indombizotomer1, at Indombizotomer1, and on Facebook I am Ndombizotomeria Mahlangu, Ndombizotomeria Mahlangu. On, on Instagram it's 
2811. What is 2811? What does that stand for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't share it. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it. <laughs> I just knew with that laugh. Could I, uh, no, this one is not for uh, a national broadcast. Thank you so yes. much. I mean, uh, honestly, you are an icon. You're a hero. And uh, we salute you and, and happy Women's Day to you. This, these are the stories we need to be sharing in this day. So uh, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Asanda, for having me and happy Women's Day to you. Great. And Domizoto Miriam Mashang, a former domestic worker who became a graduate and now an author of that book, Brightness of Diamonds Through Soil. As she said, it's available in bargain books and exclusive books. And then you can follow her as well on the various social media uh, platforms that uh, she's on. A message on Twitter reads on uh, Women's Day also. Mr. Leadership says, Morning Asanda, happy Women's Day to you and all women of uh, South Africa, Africa and the entire world. I think South Africa is doing good when it comes to women emancipation. We now have more women in leadership, especially in government, even though the private sector is lacking. Thank you there, Mr. Leadership on uh, Twitter. With you until six this morning so you can still keep coming with your views and opinions uh, at SFM radio and at favored asa the handles there on twitter hashtag SFM sound awake here's disney's child i'm a survivor